Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I'm super excited today to speak with my guest, Rachel Burns, because many times when we set out to achieve our bold goals, money is the one thing that stands in the way. And Rachel is a certified financial planner and a certified divorce financial analyst. And she's fueled by her passion for empowering women so much so that she founded the True Worth Financial Planning, which helps newly single women get their finances back on track. And she's based in California, but she feels fortunate to be able to work virtually with women all over the country. Welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you today on the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to dive into how you specifically started your business and really got into working with women who are newly divorced. How did that start? Sure. So I've been a financial advisor for a long time. I got in the business in 08, which was a really kind of crazy time to get in the business. And back then I worked with big investment firms and it was very, very unusual for someone to say, oh, I only work with women or I only work with this type of person. You kind of work with whoever has enough money to meet the minimums. And so it never really occurred to me that I could decide who specifically I wanted to work with. So, but I found over time that I really enjoyed working with women clients. And I especially enjoyed working with women who had been through some sort of really difficult transition, like a divorce or their spouse had passed away. And they were in this situation where they needed to take over the finances and they didn't feel comfortable doing it because they hadn't done it in a long time, or they hadn't done it ever. And those were always my favorite types of women to work with. And so over time, things changed as, as, as COVID COVID kind of threw a wrench into everyone's life plans, (laughs) but it threw kind of a good wrench into my life plans. But I, I decided after being forced to be at home for a while, I was like, you know what? I really, really like working from home. I really like being flexible. I have two little kids at home. Um, I just wanted to I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I wanted to do it on my own schedule. And I was like, what if I just like started my own firm? And it didn't, it never occurred to me that that was a possibility. I thought, oh, that would be so expensive or it'd be so difficult or whatever. And then I kind of looked into it because I had a lot of time on my hands because we're stuck in the house. And I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of doable. And wouldn't that be amazing if I just worked with women who were in transition? Like, like I've always enjoyed doing, what if I just did that? And so I just did it. I just pulled the plug. It took me like a month. I, I like wrote my business plan. I'd wake up really early in the morning before my kids would wake up and I'd like write my business plan. And then like a month later, I was ready to pull the trigger and I started my own firm. Then I left my old, my old company. And, um, after that, it was all women all the time. 
And I, I just work, I, I work with some single women who have never been married, but for the most part, it's divorcees and widows. And that's just been, it's, it's the, been the best experience. Um, it does, it, it no longer feels like work. I enjoy myself so much all day, every day, working with the women that I, that I serve that it's, it's no longer a job. It's a calling now. And I feel like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. So it's just been fantastic. Wow. And, and I really love this idea of you never really thought that that was possible. And then all of a sudden it, you had time and you decided to research it and it just opened this door to what you truly were supposed to be doing. I love that journey of finding that. And not everybody has that awakening. I think COVID did allow a lot of us to really take a look at our lives and the things that we've been involved in and what we really enjoy, because, you know, as, as everybody knows, we, we had a lot of free time to either watch Tiger King or figure (laughs) out what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives. And I love the idea of you working specifically with women. So why women, why, what empowers you and and really drives you to help women? So in my years working for the big traditional wealth management firms, those firms are set up to serve a very specific type of client. It's meant for older, older people, because older people tend to have more money than younger people. And it's meant for people that have a net worth that's on the kind of extreme high end, because you, you need to not only, it's not even your net worth. That's the, the, there's not a minimum net worth. You need to have a minimum of a few hundred thousand dollars that you can like put in an account somewhere. So if you have most of your money wrapped up in your home, or most of your net worth is wrapped up in your employer retirement plan where you can't move it around. That doesn't count. You need to have like an account somewhere with a couple hundred thousand dollars you can bring over in order to qualify to open an account at somewhere like one of those big firms. So the types of clients that we served, it was this really, really, really narrow group of, of the population. And, um, those people need help too. Those people obviously need financial advice and there's nothing wrong with, with serving those people, but it wasn't where I got the most gratification, I guess. Like that's not the type of client that I really felt like I could really make a big difference for. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved, I just loved working with people who were not used to the concepts. They weren't comfortable with the concepts. They hadn't done it before and I could really make a tangible difference in their life by alleviating this financial stress off their plates. Helping wealthy people stay wealthy is not as exciting for me, although there is a need for that and that yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I was, that just like, wasn't my thing. And I just wanted, I just wanted to work with other women because women appreciate having a female perspective on a topic that is typically very, very male dominated. The whole industry is geared towards men. Even the way that financial advice is delivered is geared towards men. Mm -hmm. And I realized I don't have to do it that way. There's no law that says that you have to focus on the returns and you have to focus on this and that. Like I could, 
I could do whatever I want. I, I could, I could provide service in a way that the client is asking for rather than like what I think they need. And that by going out and starting my own firm, I had the ultimate freedom to do that. And so I basically just listened to what women were asking for. I listened to the types of questions that they ask and the types of concerns that they have. I just listened to them and I built my services around that. And it's so different than the service that you get at a traditional firm in the, it's just, it addresses, it, it addresses the whole picture, not just your investments, because there's much more to your financial life than your investments or your money. I mean, there's, there's so many other things that are part of that, like insurance coverage and estate planning and credit and budgeting. There's like so many different areas. And those are all, it's like all these different parts of your life that kind of intersect with money. And that's what I want to address. I don't want to like talk about why uh, this account outperformed the S and P 500. Like, I don't care about that. (laughs) I don't think they care about that. I don't think anyone cares about that, but, um, there's so many other really important things to talk about that I like to focus on with clients. And they, it seems like they're really into that too. So it's just been like a win-win it's been great for me. It's been very enjoyable for me, but I feel like I'm delivering the most value to my clients now. Yeah. And what I really like about that is you know, when somebody already qualifies, as you mentioned, that has a couple hundred thousand dollars to put in an account that's not tied up in other things, they've already figured some things out financially. Yes. yes. <laughs> they have already, I don't want to say they've arrived because who knows what their destination is, but they've already figured that out. And what I love about hearing you talk about your passion of working with women is women haven't always, as we know, haven't always had that opportunity or access, especially, you know, with, with the, the boomer generation, some of those women haven't even been privy to know what is in their checking account, let alone anything beyond that. And I love this idea and the, the fact that it lights you up to empower women with information. Yeah. And the ability to get to the point where they have, or maybe they already do when they come to you, but they have even more to be able to put into an account to really fund not only their future, but their legacy. And so I love that idea of working with people to help them get to the place where they can financially not only have the finances, but have the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the access is a problem. There's a, there's a lot of people, most of the world does not have access to financial help like that. And it's not covered in school for pretty much anyone. It's really unusual that you hear about kids having like a personal finance class in school. And I majored in finance in my undergrad, and I have two master's degrees that are related to finance. And none of that ever covered personal finance. It was all like big picture economic stuff, but like, as far as borrowing money to cover student loans or like none of that stuff is covered. Mm-hmm. And so these people, it's like, you can't get access to the advice you need until you've already been successful enough to have a couple hundred thousand dollars to move around. So it's like, that's a little backwards. Yeah. What about the people that don't have it yet? Like, don't, don't those people need advice and they don't have access. A lot of times the traditional model for financial advice is, is based on how much you already have and what we can charge you based on what you already have. It's not 
typically like you can pay for advice and it doesn't matter what you have an asset. So I charge a flat fee. So it doesn't matter what they have. Like it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars or zero dollars. It's, it's, everyone has the same access basically. Yeah. I really like that. Now, many of, we talk all about goals. And so many of my listeners have a goal either to retire and live a, you know, a life of travel, or they want to quit their job and be able to provide for their family and run a business at home. And oftentimes finances are what stop them from moving forward with their goals or dreams. I can't quit my job because how will I pay for insurance? How will I pay my rent? How will I, how will I this? And then you you also work with women who are going through a divorce or, or something like that, or have, have had a trauma. So how do you help women create a plan or develop a plan so they are able to move forward with their goals and dreams? Yes. So first, the first step is to get really clear about what those goals are. Cause you need to know, you need to be really specific. Cause if you're like, Oh, I just, my goal is to be comfortable financially. It's like, well, what does that mean? How do you know once you've achieved it, if there's no like numbers attached to it, not that it's all about money, but you need to have your goals be measurable so that you know how much progress you're making towards them. And you know, once you've achieved it. So the first step is like, okay, what do you want to accomplish with your life? And how does your finances fit in with that? What do you need your finances to look like in order to support this life that you want? And then we just get really specific about those financial part parts of the goal. And we set numbers, we set deadlines, and we start measuring progress towards it. So that's the first step. And that's not easy, by the way. Like if you ask someone, what are your goals? Like, what are your financial goals? It's that's not an easy question to answer. So it's not like, oh, you're just going to be able to rattle this off the top of your head. You're, you're going to need to spend some time really thinking about that because it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big question, but once you know what your goals are, then you can start putting some strategies in place. But what the, what you do after that is you just start gathering as much information that you can about your current financial situation. And that's looking at any accounts that you own, anything you own, all the details on what you own and where it's held and how it's titled and and then we look at, um, you know, what your income looks like, what your expenses look like, how much of those expenses are fixed and how much are really kind of luxury things that you can do without. And we look at what types of insurance coverage you have, cause that's really important. We just look at all of the details of your current situation. And then once we know where you stand now, and we can kind of compare that with what your goal is, that's when we start coming up with the strategies to get you from here to there. And the strategizing part is where it's really helpful to have an expert with you because the average person probably isn't going to know, okay, well, I need to increase my retirement savings by this much, or I'm, I need this umbrella policy to go with my home insurance. Like it's, it's kind of hard if you're not familiar, if you're not super familiar with the financial stuff to come up with strategies, but if, you know, a financial advisor can certainly help with that. Um, and I just come up with like a, like a to-do list for people. It's like, okay, if this is where you want to be, you got to do these things. And they're not 
they're very, very clearly spelled out. You need to save this much per month. You need to set up this type of account. We need to change your investments over to this. You need disability insurance in case something happens. You need um, a will and trust to make sure that your kids are taken care of if something happens to you. And, you know, we're going to, whatever it is, I, I come up with a really specific to-do list for them so they can just start marking things off. And I help them mark them off because some of those things mm-hmm. that I ask people to do, they're like, I don't know how to go in and change my 401k funds. And so I'll like get on a zoom call and walk them through it. Or sometimes I'll get on a conference call with them and we'll call their HR or we'll call their insurance company or whatever. And so I just help them put these, you know, mark these tasks off the list. And then by the time we get through it, it's like, okay, you, you were on track towards your goals. It doesn't mean that you're done forever and ever. Uh, financial planning is not a one-time event. This is a this is an ongoing process, but you are now on a track to where you're, you're, you're going to reach these goals, assuming that these things kind of stay on track and things are going to change in your life undoubtedly. And that will probably mean that you'll need to make some tweaks to your financial plan, but you have like a really good foundation to start with. And from there, you can just kind of tweak things. So that's yeah. the process I, I take them through. It's like a roadmap to achieve your goals. And I think many times people are very afraid to get started when it comes to finance. It's almost like they don't want to know. Yes. <laughs> so how do you, like when somebody really has been off track or is just scared to even find out where they're at, how do you get them started? How do you help them to get over that fear of even looking at where they're at? Yeah, I completely understand how uncomfortable that can feel because when you when you face your finances, you're facing a lot of baggage that you've been holding when it comes to financial stuff. And a lot of us have a surprising amount of baggage when it comes to finances. So if you're like, okay, let's look at your financial situation. They're like, oh my God, we're going to uncover all these like dumb mistakes that I made when I was younger. I'm so embarrassed that I don't know more. I feel like I should know more. Like they, all these like bad feelings surface of embarrassment or shame or whatever. And it's like, of course they don't want to look at their finances because it's going to stir up all this stuff. And so I just try to tell them, look, what's happened is in the past that does not define your future. If you made some mistakes with money, that doesn't mean that you are bad with money permanently. We are going to get you organized and we're going to get, get you familiar with the things that you need to know in order to manage this. And it's going to be doable. And yeah, it's going to be like uncomfortable to, to look at some things maybe <laughs> depending on what kind of skeletons you have in your, in your financial closet. But like, I, I try to be supportive emotionally during that process and try to make them feel like, Hey, this does not reflect you, your value as a person. This is just like some numbers and it's going to change because we're going to make some, we're going to make some changes and you have control over this. So it's really, really common for people to have a lot of anxiety about that. But I like, I right off the bat, it's like, okay, this is, we're going to do this together. It's going to be okay. It's we're it's, you know, we have to do unpleasant things all the time, but we have to do it. 
Yeah. And I love that approach of really just putting what's happened in the past. I think many times, especially when it comes to, you know, decisions that have been made about money or that, you know, wild shopping spree you went on, you you did mention there's a lot of shame involved in that. And that's stuff that we put on ourselves. So it's the let it go philosophy and move forward. And until you actually face that fear, you can't move forward to actually achieving your goals. Yeah. Yeah. You're just putting it off. Yeah. And it, and then in that case, you're choosing to stay in that state. It's like, I'm choosing to be defined by my past and my mistakes, and I'm choosing not to move forward. Like that is a choice. You do have to decide, am I going to let this define me or am I going to, am I going to move forward? Mm-hmm. I love it. So many of our listeners do want to start their own business. What advice do you have for people who want to quit their corporate job, the security of receiving that paycheck on a regular basis and start a business? So I get so incredibly excited when I hear about people wanting to start their own business, because I just think being a entrepreneur is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I never realized that that's what I wanted. I, I honestly never thought about that until I did it, but it's like the best thing ever. It's the best job. I have made the best job ever for myself. And I totally encourage people to make their own best job, but it's not just that easy. It's, there's a lot of risk involved. There's um, some investment and not everyone has the money to plunk down to start their business or the money, the money to, to get them through times when their, their business isn't making money yet. That's like a, I feel like my experience starting my own business, I had a tremendous amount of privilege having the ability to do that because I am married and I, you know, I, my husband could get us through until my, my, um, company is making a profit, not everyone's in that position. And it's a lot more difficult when you don't have that safety net there financially. So my advice is like, if you could do it, do it. Cause it's the best thing ever. And if you can't do it now, don't give up. If it's something that you really want to do, you can make it happen. It's just, you're not going to be able to do it instantly. And you might need to get some financing or you might need to get some investors or some help or whatever, but like, don't give up on that because you think it's not achievable. It's it, it is, it's just, it's easier for some people than others, but it's, I just think it's so worth the time and the, the heartache sometimes. And I just, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't, all those super long days I've been working. I'm like, Oh, it was so fun. I do it all over again in a heartbeat. (laughs) I love it. Now, if some, you mentioned investments, if somebody wanted to get, start their business and start and needs funding, how would they go about doing that? Do you, do you work with business owners? Do you work only with individuals? I work with, um, I work with quite a few self-employed people and I have not personally been involved with them raising money for their companies, but there's a, there are a lot of resources out there. And I've been looking at this recently because I have some clients who are interested in starting their own company. And there's like some, there's like the, I would, I would encourage people to, to check out the small business association and 
they do a lot of programs to help women who are wanting to start their own business. And I really encourage people to check that out because they have, like, I just referred a client to this course that I found in there through the SBA. And it's, it's like a course on how to start your own business. And it talks about all the different areas of, of entrepreneurship and how, like all these things that you really need to learn. Like I, I went to, I went to school and learned those things, but not everyone goes to school for that. So it's like, you have access to this knowledge. It's free. And once you get through it, there's programs to help you borrow money for your business. And also there's programs where once you're, once you're in business, um, you can get certified as women owned and that can get you access to certain like contracts with the government. There's, there's benefits out there. You just have to look Mm -hmm. for it. It's, it's not super easy to find, but I would encourage people to look for some, some resources to help them. Yeah. And I think the one big point that kind of is a thread throughout this podcast is that you don't have to do it alone. You know, you can get help on finances. You don't understand it. You don't need to be an expert. Yes. You need to find the support and resources to be able to do it. So I love that idea. If you were to give our listeners one or two financial tips to get themselves on track, what would those be? I think my, my tip is be kind to your future self. Um, when I think about, I don't know, like preparing for retirement and things like that, it seems so abstract, especially when you're young and it's so far away. You're just like, what? Like, I can't even visualize that, but visualize your future self. That's like 65 or 70 or whatever. And, you know, this is someone that you really care about and you love and you want to treat well, and you want to set them up. Like it's your mom or something like doing things now that are sabotaging your future self. It's like, don't, don't do that. Think about your future self. And maybe if it helps people visualize their future and just don't do things now that will harm yourself in the long run. I think there, there should be a a balance of your current self. You need, you need to take care of your current self, but you need to, you need to acknowledge your future self also. So that's, I guess one, one piece of advice I I have for people. (laughs) Yeah. And I think many times we think we have time, but I, I love this idea of really imagining your future self and taking care of your future self. Yeah. 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 So if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they reach out and what could they expect? So you can find me on my website. It's trueworthfp.com. So it's F as in financial, P as in planning. And on my website, you can book a free strategy call, which I really encourage people to take advantage of. um, I'm happy to spend a half hour chatting with people about their situation and what their goals are. And even if it's not a good fit, to work with me. I'm happy to send people on their way with a couple of nuggets of information or, or, you know, pointers or referrals to another professional or something like that. So I'm always happy to chat with people. I really encourage people to reach out. Um, they can follow me on social media. So I'm on Instagram. It's at trueworthfp. And just to give you an idea what it's like to work with me. So I typically take people through a six month planning process and that entails 
the steps that we talked about earlier, you know, getting really specific about your goals, getting your current financial details totally organized so you know exactly where you stand, coming up with some really specific strategies on how to make sure that you're on track towards your goals, actually implementing those strategies. So going off and marking those things off your to-do list and just making sure that you are set up so that you're not on autopilot necessarily, but you are set up for success. As long as you keep doing, you keep with the, with the plan, um, you adapt as needed when things change, but, but you, you are on track to reach your goals. That's, that's basically what it's like working with me. It takes, we have like five main meetings and then we meet in between for calls or emails. You know, I'm available for support in between, but basically we take them from a disorganized mess (laughs) not knowing where they're heading to I'm on track to do this, this, and this. So that's, that's what you can expect basically from working with me. And it's I really fun. It. I make it fun. <laughs> it's very casual. <laughs> it's, I, it's not your standard, uh, old, old, old guy in a suit financial advisor experience. <laughs> I love it. And I think one of the big things is when we really get a handle on our finances, we're able to not only set that roadmap for our future, our legacy, but we're able to bring our goals to life. And I think you just have the coolest job because you get to see people really come to terms with their money so that they can live out their dreams. That's such a cool, cool thing to be doing. Awesome. So everyone, as you are creating your goals and dreams for the future, please consider reaching out to Rachel so she can help you to create that financial roadmap so you actually can achieve the freedom that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing your tip and all your thoughts and everything you do for women out there to help them really empower themselves with the financial knowledge they need to achieve their goals. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it was great talking with you. All right, everyone move forward and achieve your goals. Thank you for tuning into the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.